the cross. People don't believe me. They ask me all the time, how did you interview Tiffany Bone? And they got no idea. She never had an interview. I just saw her. I, she should have had a full background check, but she did not. She did. Uh, uh, the Lord just had me cross her path on Instagram. And I saw her video and I uh, direct messenger and said, I want you to come sing. Uh, and she did it. And I'm telling you, God uh, aligned us for such a season as this. And I'm so appreciative, not just for she, uh, but for her family, for her daughter, uh, standing with us and serving faithfully uh, in the ministry. Ephesians 4, verse 26 and 27. Ephesians 4, verse 26 and 27. It says, be angry but sin not don't let the sun go down and you still angry please whatever you do don't give the devil space I better read that again be angry but sin not don't let the sun go down while you're still angry whatever you do please don't give the devil a foothold I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, pick up your feelings. Pick up your feelings. Transparently, I've got to tell you that uh, my television has not been turned to football since the debacle that swirled around Colin Kaepernick. So when the latest Super Bowl began to broadcast live from Tampa, Florida, when my social media pages began to explode, not just because the halftime performance by the weekend didn't have a strong finish, but it became apparent during the singing of the national anthem that the Queen of Souls mantle was transferred from Aretha Franklin to Jasmine Sullivan. She tore down an empty stadium and it felt like electric currents came from her throat enough to power the entire state of Texas. Soul music is a genre that taps the heart and every emotion that comes from the spirit. The Bible says in Luke chapter 6 verse 45, out of the mouth the heart speaks. If that be true, Jasmine Sullivan is more in touch with her inner being than any person I know. When she first came on the scene, the song that launched her to stardom was a song entitled, Bust Your Windows, where through tears she sang, I bust the windows out your car and no, it didn't mend my broken heart. I'll probably always have these ugly scars. But right now, I don't care about that part. I bust the windows out your car after I saw you laying next to her. I'm glad I did it because you had to learn. I got to ask you a question. Have you ever been so mad that you wanted to break something? If you've never felt that way, the people in Texas did. When they were in sub-degree temperatures and the representative they elected, Ted Cruz, 
decided to go to Cancun. If you ain't never been so mad where you felt like breaking something, the people in Black Lives Matter did. After it is that the whole nation celebrated first line responders in healthcare, but still there is no justice for Breonna Taylor. You ever felt like breaking something you were that angry? The people in Port-au-Prince, Haiti feel that way right now because democracy keeps eluding them. Surely you wanted to break something when unnecessarily your boss was staying on your back. Your teacher was not being attentive. Your significant other was flirting with another. I read a tweet on yesterday from a disgruntled citizen that said that they got a notification from the government saying, you owe us $3,000. And with tear-stained cheeks, he said, but y'all owe me my grandmother. Do you know the toll of what it takes that 500,000 people have died in COVID after a president said that it really was just a spoof and a farce? You've been to a place where um, your heart was so broken that the only thing you could think to break was a dish, a glass, a window, or maybe somebody's jaw. You caused me pain, Jasmine said, so I did the same. I had to do something to make you hurt. After her sophomoric success, she got frustrated, Jasmine did from seeing all of the shenanigans, Jonathan, of backstage life in the music industry. She took a hiatus to make some assessments and now here recently has uh, rene renewed and released a new vigor and a new album. Her newest project is called Pick Up Your Feelings. It's a requiem to a disloyal lover who's been caught creeping. Instead of busting windows out of his car, she decides to get a new phone number, get a new car, a new sense of herself. And it admonishes him, the only thing you can do is come pick up your feelings. What a meteoric rise and what a shift in maturity. That the last time we saw Jasmine, when she's caught out there in her feelings, she wants to break something. Now she's come to a place where she realizes, I am not going to allow other people to manipulate my emotions. I ain't even going to bother your car. I'm not going to play on your phone. Do me a favor and just come pick up your feelings. It's amazing how Zora Neale Hurston once wrote, that people will stab you in the back and then get mad when blood splatters on them. They get upset when it's their fault that they're in this place. God is getting ready to free somebody from holding on to the feelings of anger. The feelings that are making your blood boil. The feelings that are pushing you over the edge. The feelings that have made you not be able to see straight. Stanford University professor James Gross posits a four-stage model 
to capture the sequence of events that occurs when our emotions are stimulated. It's been named the modal model. And what happens is when a situation grabs our attention, it in turn makes us appraise and think about the meaning of that situation. You ever been in a circumstance, in a situation where you walked away and then you paused and say, did they just say that to me? You ever had to sit in your car and rehearse, here it is, what you should have said? You ever been in your bed and said, Lord, the next time I catch them, it's going all the way down. You ever had to harbor something for 15 of you who've got anger? for somebody who ain't even alive somebody who can't even feel your wrath somebody who is not even impacted by your disposition i'm talking to somebody who has had steeped broiled down anger because you can't figure out how it is that they tried to wreak havoc on your life and you're left picking up the pieces and they've moved on as if nothing has happened. You ever been at a place and a station in your life when folk act shocked because you expect and demand an apology? Nothing more infuriates you when they feign as if they don't remember what happened or try to flip it on you as if you misunderstood in every expectation that you gonna play the fool? They have no idea how it is that you have to hyperventilate while sleeping. That you're clenching your teeth and your fist while walking. Have no idea why it is that you're contending with serial migraine headaches that Advil cannot fix. You ever been at a place of anger? Here it is, where you can't even pretend like you are all right. Where strangers ask you, is there anything that they can do? You ever been at a place of real deep-seated anger? Because the reality is nobody can really anger you who you don't care about. It was David who said, if it was my enemies, I would understand. But it was my friends who ate at my table. I hope I can go there, who slept in my bed, who was on my phone, who was playing with my kids. To be a Christian translates to mean Christ-like. To be a Christian means that you are Christ-like. Therefore, I can't help but be convinced that Jasmine is probably a believer because she's actually mimeographed an aspect of the Savior's behavior that many of us have ignored. In Matthew chapter 21, there's something uh, striking and startling that takes place that arrests my attention in this hour. In Matthew 21, it rings familiar for you because Matthew 21 is Palm Sunday where it is that people climbed up on trees and took off uh, branches and begin uh, to throw their clothes out into the street and yell out loud, Hosanna, 
Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna! The king is here. Hosanna! Have mercy on us. It is known in biblical circles as the triumphal entry. And Jesus comes into town. While it is that new converts and believers cry Hosanna. And right after they cry Hosanna. I want you to see what happens next. Jesus walks into church. And starts kicking over tables. Pulls out a whip. And start throwing people out of church. Nobody has ever wedged or bridged or glued those two dimensions together for me. That the same day they cried Hosanna. Is the same day that we see Jesus lose it. And I need those of you who ever been at a moment. Where things can be going well. And all of a sudden with no warning. You, you just go zero to a hundred real quick. My dear friend out of Chicago, Corey Brooks said, uh, the difference between a good day and a bad day can be one phone call. The difference between a good day and a bad day can be one text message. You ever had everything going well and then somebody come at you sideways? Somebody says something disrespectful. Somebody uh, tries to plot and have no idea that you know everything about it. Uh, he says, um, I'm glad for what y'all did out there, but y'all ain't going to bring this drama into my house. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I speak peace in your house. You hear me? I speak peace at your house. Luther said it best. A chair is not uh, uh, a house and a house is not a home. Uh, if nobody's there to hold you. You know how miserable it is to be happy at work and to be frustrated at home? Do you know what it's like to be celebrated in the street? And to be ignored in your own living room? Do you know what it's like to work from sunup to sundown and you can't even get your kids to cooperate? Do you know what it's like to be complimented by strangers and your own spouse don't even look up? Jesus said, I'm not having this in my house. It makes me sick. And I speak over somebody even right now that you are not going to have anger at home you're not going to have frustration at home i want you wherever it is that you're looking wherever it is that you're viewing wherever it is that you're streaming i want you to just put your uh, zip code in the thread because i am now dispatching warring angels to fight for the peace in your house for joy to be restored into your house for happiness in your house for there to actually be real love in your house Jesus said I don't like what's happening in my father's house y'all gotta take that somewhere because in one minute in one moment in one instance in one experience his emotions changed 
That was in verse 13. I'm still in Ephesians, in uh, Matthew chapter 21. Look at what happens now in verse 14. He just kicked people out of the church. Found a whip out of nowhere. Kicked over tables. Look at verse 14 of Matthew 21. Right after he kicks people out of the church. Verse 14 says, and then he starts laying hands on the sick. And then he starts restoring sight to the blind. I know this doesn't really mesh for a lot of you, but I'm wondering, is there anybody who ever had to go to work angry? Anybody ever had to perform and produce while you were perturbed? Anybody ever had to keep your focus when you felt like fighting? Anybody ever had to do ministry while you were miserable he goes and heals people while he's got an attitude and i'm believing that no matter what's going on in the roller coaster of your emotions it will not in fact take you off what you are born to do what you are created to do it doesn't matter what they have said it doesn't matter what they think it doesn't matter what they've done it don't matter what you've experienced you're still anointed and god still expects you to do what you were born to do i've got too much to do to hold a grudge i better say that again i've got too much to do to hold a grudge I don't know where you are but I'm talking to the people in the back I got too much to do to hold a grudge I, I got too much anointing to maintain this annoyance in Ephesians chapter 4 the apostle Paul is walking through the intended attitude of believers he's writing this email to the church at Ephesus and he admonishes them something in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. Hear what Paul says to the church that I now echo to those of you who are streaming live. Be angry, but sin not. If, um, if this was actually Paul who wrote Ephesians, it would make sense. If it was uh, Luke, rather, who wrote Ephesians and not Paul, it would make sense. Why? Because Luke is a physician. And he knows what happens when you're angry. Luke, if uh, he were to do editorial notes of be ye angry and sin not, he would tell you, you can't be angry too long. Why? Because anger leads to heart disease. I better help somebody here. Anger raises your risk of having a stroke. Anger, I don't know where you are, helps weaken your immune system. Anger elevates your anxiety. And so now it makes sense for me that when people uh, make me angry, that even if I don't say it, think it and I'll tell my friends here it is they make me sick <laughs> because how angry they made me 
is messing with my blood pressure is messing with my heart is messing with my immune system you make me sick but I am not going to give you the authority over my life that I am going to lose myself and my health dealing with somebody who never deserved my joy in the first place be angry but sin not the reason why Paul adds that addendum sin not uh, and I don't know how many of you can keep it real but the longer I'm angry the longer time I have to plot the longer I stay angry the more schemes come through my head the more I stay angry you got no idea the plans I have for you are not for you to prosper it is not for you to be in good health he says don't let the sun go down and I want to make this affirmation and I, I want uh, 2,000 of you to announce it out loud to the elements of the universe and to every enemy that is a creeping thing God says you got a right to be angry here it is but your anger has a deadline you cannot hold this anger until tomorrow however angry you are you got till midnight to get it out of your system i feel like orphan annie right now when when i think of a gray that day that's gray and lonely i just stick out my chin and grin and say tomorrow and you you gotta be at a place i'm gonna be better tomorrow but i'm angry right now you gotta give me a minute don't try to hug me don't try to talk to me don't call me don't text me i need some time because god has authorized my anger i i can be angry i just can't hit you <laughs> I, I can be angry i just ain't gonna sit outside your house <laughs> i can be angry God knows I thought about it, but I'm not going to key your car. I can be angry. You got no idea how many lives I spared by not telling my side of the story. I can be angry, but I cannot allow this to fester. Because if I hold on to this anger, that's when the enemy comes in. And I'm telling you, I came to evict the demonic principality of anger that you are getting ready to have a peace that passes all understanding a joy that is unspeakable i feel better so much better ever since i laid my burdens down friends don't treat me like they used to ever since i lay my burdens down glory glory hallelujah ever since i lay my burdens down and this joy that i have the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning i gotta tell you two words good morning good morning good morning good morning old things have passed away 
ready but your joy is here your peace is here your happiness is here ain't nobody mad but the devil the devil thought he had me but I Pick up your feelings. Come pick them up. Come pick it up. You mad? Because I'm doing better? You got an attitude because I moved on? You, you got a problem with me because I see you for who you are? You talking sideways away from me but smiling in front of me? Come pick up your feelings. I don't owe you nothing. You could have fooled me in the pandemic, but I can see clearly now. Come pick up your feelings. I want you to lift up that hand because I'm believing that spirit of heaviness is being broken off for you. You're not going to be angry over a dead dad. You're not going to be angry over a dissolved marriage. You're not going to be bothered from a terminated job. You are not going to be bitter from a church hurt. You're not going to be scarred from a former best friend. God said, I'm giving you till midnight to get this anger off of you. But when I see you on Monday, I'm expecting you to be able to declare when peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul I want to pray for you I want to pray for your anger management I want to pray for your emotions for three of you, I gotta pray for you before you go bust somebody's window. <laughs> I gotta pray for you because you was getting ready to do something today that was reckless. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person whose emotions had them bound. For every person whose blood has been boiling, whose rest has been disrupted. I pray for every person who couldn't find them find their way to their original selves God you've already signed our permission slip thank you for letting me be angry because what they did was wrong how I was handled was unnecessary what they did was uncalled for thank you for legitimizing my feelings and now God between now and midnight bring me closure Take me out of it. Restore my heart. Perform open heart surgery on my feelings so I can love again, so I can believe again, so I can be happy again. Wherever it is that you are, I want to tell you, I'm going to be so mad if you sat through all of this glory, all of this power, and claim you still don't have a church. You got no idea how bothered I'm going to be. You have seen the expression of God's love and you still have not given your heart over to him. I am going to be absolutely blown away 
that you've been rocking with me all day and you still have not surrendered to the will, the way, and the word of our God. Right below me are the prompts. I want you to join New Birth. I want you to be a part of a ministry that is holistic in its execution. That we're mindful of your body, your mind, and your soul. I don't want you healed. I want you whole. I want nothing broken. I want nothing missing. I want to be your pastor. I want to be your shepherd. I'm going to safeguard you from leading yourself down a rabbit hole, going back into that dark place. Come on, join this church. Be a part of this ministry. Do something that you know will make heaven happy. The Bible says that angels rejoice over one that was lost who is now found. Make heaven happy. Join the church right now. Get saved right now. I want you to stay tuned. I'm going now to Houston and Dallas, Texas. Pastor Collis Lemons is there and he's going to share with us some people who have a right to be angry. But they found their joy. They found their peace. Stay tuned. Let's go to Texas. Ah!